This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. It looks like electric cars could play a big role in U.S. and European elections. The CEO of Stellantis, Carlos Tavares, says the company already has contingency plans in case of a change next year in the administration in the U.S. and the European Parliament. Conservatives on both sides of the Atlantic are staking out anti-EV positions as part of their platform. And if they should win next year, Tavares wants Stellantis to be ready to ease up on its EV investments. But for the time being, he's still committed to 100% EVs in Europe and 50% in the U.S. by the end of the decade. But Reuters points out that in the U.S., Four swing states have received an outsized amount of the investment going into electric vehicles and battery plants. Georgia, Nevada, Michigan, and Arizona got $48 billion in EV investment, or one-third of the total in the U.S. Democrats and their environmental allies are using that to emphasize how many American jobs that investment created, while Republicans are attacking it as government overreach that is only going to help China. That means it's going to be up to voters to decide which side is right. And who knew that an automotive technology was going to play such a big role in American and European politics. But one thing's for sure, Tesla is not backing off its commitment to EVs, and this Thursday is a red-letter day for Tesla. It's going to officially deliver the first Cybertrucks to customers, and that's when we're likely going to find out what the price is. When Elon Musk first unveiled the truck in 2019, he said the base version would cost $40,000. Four years later, even he says specs and pricing will be different. For one thing, the Cybertruck has been something of a nightmare for Tesla to develop. Musk semi-joked that they dug their own grave with the way they designed it. The Wall Street Journal reports that Tesla ran into all kinds of problems working with the stainless steel body panels. Specifically, it had problems rolling the steel flat and trying to form it. So if development costs came in high, the price will probably reflect that. We'll know for sure in just three more days. And speaking of developing EVs, Volkswagen is not going to develop the Scout SUV and pickup in-house. Instead, it's turning to Magnus Steyr to do the development work. An Austrian newspaper says that VW will pay Magna 450 million euros to develop the electric off-road vehicles, which are supposed to go into production in late 2026. Early in the project, Magna was in the running to assemble the vehicles but VW decided to build its own brand new assembly plant in South Carolina. The newspaper also reports that Audi will use that platform to develop its own hardcore off-road SUV to compete with the Mercedes G-Wagon. VW and Magna Steyr have a history of collaboration. Magna developed an off-road version of the VW Golf, and it also productionized the design of the Audi TT. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. 
Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Volkswagen says it needs to cut costs by 10 billion euros, or about 11 billion bucks, and says it's ready to cut jobs to get there. The head of the Volkswagen brand, Thomas Schaefer, warned that the VW brand is no longer competitive because of high costs and low productivity. So he's in talks with VW's Works Council to reduce headcount at the company. But that's not going to be easy. Laying off people in Europe is hard to do, and labor representatives on the board will fight against it. VW says it will cut costs in other areas as well, and will reveal more details by the end of the year. For the first time, a Chinese brand has made the final list for European Car of the Year. The BYD Seal, an all-electric sedan, is going up against the BMW 5 Series, Kia EV9, Peugeot 3008, Renault Scenic, Toyota CHR, and Volvo EX30 for the 2024 award, which will be announced at the Geneva Auto Show in late February. Those seven vehicles were chosen from a list of 28 models by 59 journalists in 22 countries. And if you really wanted to get technical, you could consider the Volvo as a Chinese model as well. The EX30 is based on a platform from Volvo's Chinese parent company, Geely, and it's only made in China right now. However, the EX30 is scheduled to go into production in Belgium sometime in 2025. Auto suppliers are voicing their concern over Chinese companies setting up shop in Mexico. The president of Canada's Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association, Flavio Volpa, says Chinese suppliers will use Mexico as a backdoor way to export parts to the U.S. and Canada. He says Chinese suppliers will displace North American ones because they'll be able to undercut them when bidding on new contracts. Earlier this month, Volpa met with the American Chamber of Commerce and officials from the U.S. State, Commerce, Energy, and Interior Departments to raise the issue. And he also had separate meetings with members of Congress. And shortly after that visit, a group of bipartisan U.S. lawmakers sent a letter to the U.S. Trade Representative urging her to boost the 25% tariff on Chinese-made vehicles and to look into ways to prevent Chinese companies from exporting into the U.S. from Mexico. Stellantis plans to make billions fixing up and selling old cars and parts. It just opened its first circular economy hub in Italy, where it will take in old cars and parts and either fix them, reuse them, or recycle them. That includes fixing an entire vehicle, which could use some of those old or remanufactured parts or it could add a fresh coat of paint if it thinks it's worth it. Stellantis will then resell the cars and parts to customers. It says by 2025, it expects to manage over 50,000 remanufactured parts and jump that to 150,000 by 2030. And by that same time, it forecasts that its circular economy hubs will be generating more than 2 billion euros of revenue. Officials in Paris want to force big vehicles out of the city. Specifically, they want to reduce the number of SUVs. So they want to hike up parking fees, and they're even going to hold a citizen's vote on it next year. 
Specifically, they want to boost parking fees for ICE vehicles that weigh more than 3,527 pounds and EVs that weigh more than 4,409 pounds. To figure out a car's weight, scanners will be used to scan license plates, which will be used to get the vehicle's info. But big SUVs aren't the only vehicles that Paris wants to get rid of. It's gradually banning diesel cars, and just a few months back, it banned all rental scooters. The suspension system in the refreshed Porsche Panamera sounds pretty amazing. It's available with a new active ride suspension system that pairs two valve shock absorbers with an electrically operated hydraulic pump. Porsche says it can pull down the front end when accelerating or the rear when braking, and it can even lean into turns like a motorcycle so that the car stays flat at all times. It will even raise the suspension when you come to a stop so getting out is easier. Beyond the trick new suspension system, the new Panamera features upgrades to the powertrain as well. The base 2.9 liter turbo V6 now makes 260 kilowatts or roughly 350 horsepower and it will do 0 to 60 miles an hour as quick as 4.7 seconds with all-wheel drive. Also available is a plug-in hybrid that combines a 4-liter twin-turbo V8 with an electric motor that come together for 500 kilowatts or about 670 horsepower. This model will do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds and has a bigger nearly 26 kilowatt hour battery pack that provides up to 91 kilometers or 56 miles of range. But Porsche says it will eventually launch four e-hybrid models, including at least one version with even more power. However, it's no longer going to offer the slightly raised Sport Turismo Panamera because of poor sales. The new Panamera starts hitting dealer showrooms in the spring of next year, with a starting price around $100,000. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs because, frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At CES January 9th through 12th, 2024, Intrepid's looking forward to seeing you at our booth 3666 Las Vegas Convention Center in the West Hall. We'll be demonstrating the latest and greatest in the software-defined vehicles and zonal architectures automotive Ethernet technologies like 10-base T1S and multi-gigabit. 
See you at CES 2024 Las Vegas Convention Center in West Hall booth 3666 or visit intrepidcs.com slash sales.